Hey, damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Lovelace. And I'm Danielle. Hey, Danielle's back. Hey. Hey, you're feeling better? Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry you weren't feeling good last week. Yeah. I'm glad you're feeling better. It's no good. Yeah, it's great to have you back on the podcast, but I also want to thank our good friend Ross Radke and Book Club Member. Yeah, Ross Radke, Book Club Member. Yes. Book Club Member. That's right. Who helped co-host last week. He jumped in at the last minute and rambled on with us about some comics and weird stuff. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Thanks I, so much, Ross. I heard that you talked about uh, the missing persons. Oh, I did talk about that. Yes. I've always liked missing persons, and I you know, saw there was a vinyl yeah. in the at the record store that I wanted, and I was like, ah, oh, should I get it? Nah, maybe I shouldn't get it. I don't know. So I was like, I don't even know what this is at all. And we so, actually didn't get it. We didn't get time. it. And so then I was I was like still thinking about it like a week later, and yeah. I was like, man, maybe I should get it. And so then we got it, and then John listened to it, and he had never listened to any of it, and I knew all of it. And so it was very one of those rare occasions where I get to show him something that okay. he'd never <laughs> heard or seen or whatever. And he is so obsessed, and he's been listening to it nonstop, and I feel very accomplished Yeah. at this point. Awesome. I'm enjoying it. Thank you. Well, it's usually the other way around. Yeah. It's very exciting. I got my package from Ross. Oh, okay. Yesterday. I got my stomp reward and it came with my the small little card excellent. of jake and the hellboy drawing is even more excellent to see in person oh than on that's awesome cute you got to get a scan of that yeah That'll be awesome. oh and then going. i got i got the uh i got a print as well 14 nice. of 100 nice Ooh. that's a good number yeah i like mm-hmm. that number this is our book club podcast we're reading comics we're talking to our friends and here's danielle to tell you all about it ah. We're going to read a thing, and we're going to tell you what we're going to read, and then you're going to read it, and then we're going to talk about what we read, and you're going to listen to us talking about what we read, and then you're going to talk about what we talked about when we talked about what we read, and then we're going to talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about what we read. That's a hand you damn guys. <laughs> you send us an email yes. or leave a comment on a social media of some kind, and then we'll all be friends, and it's a book club, and back to you, John. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Friendship. Classic. I missed it. I missed it last week. Yeah. Ross had to do it. Though. Ross did a good job, though. Ross did a good job, though. He like yeah. he, he hit all the beats. Oh, good. He hit all the beats like pretty perfectly. It was it was pretty flawless, actually. <laughs> Maybe really we was. should call him and then he can do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I have some shouts outs for this week. Shouts outs. Shouts outs. Yes. Who do you want to shout out, John? I want to shout out artists Bridget Connell, writer Christopher Golden, Michelle Madsen, and Janice Chang, they're all appearing in an anthology called Won't Back Down by Trina Roberts. They have a, a comic. It's actually set in the Outerverse, which we've been covering on the podcast in the Baltimore story. It's set way more in the Outerverse, one of the short stories mm. in this anthology. Okay. And so it's written by the Baltimore team. Bridget O'Connell posted on this. Honored to be part of Won't Back Down anthology. Headed by legendary historian and Silver Age comic artist Trina Robbins. Designed to follow her anthology from the 70s called Choices, which unfortunately was dealing with the same Roe v. Wade foolishness that we are dealing with now. All the proceeds of this book are going to go towards Planned Parenthood. Nice. So I want to give them a shout out because there's only a couple days left on this campaign okay. to order this book. Right. Right. So and there's a bunch of different tiers. So, you know, if you want something a little bit more special, you sure. can pay a little bit more money. If you want just a standard book or something like, like most that. most Kickstarters, there's a tier for yes, every exactly. level of involvement. Well, definitely something that we want to support. Yeah. So if you can support that yes. financially, please do. And if you can't, that's totally obviously 
fine, but please try and get the word out then and support it that way. Yes, and do it this week. I think the the week that the show comes out, you have like – 10 or 11 days left okay. to support this project. I actually should have mentioned it last week. Mark Tweedell mentioned it to me, and I just forgot in well, the midst of Well, let's get the everything. word out. Let's get the word yeah, out. Yeah, so there you'll you see it on our social media as well, and the link will be in the show notes for this show. Great, yeah, awesome. Great artists, great cause, great yes, everybody. Yes, and it's actually, it contains a story that's going to be, that's part of the Outerverse. Okay. So if you're, you know, if you're following all of that and you're collecting all the stories and everything, it's a Lady Baltimore story, it's going to be in there. So nice. check it out. Awesome. All right. Now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. Get out, trades and floppies. Get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along in time. What's in the old feedback? What's in the old old feedback? I got a, hey, you damn guys from Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Oh, sorry. Book club member. Yes. That's right. <laughs> we should do that sometime. Just keep saying the name. Well, I'll just keep Let's saying Let's do it the right name. now. Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. That's right. Book club member. <laughs> Regarding our episode with Ross, you know, our episode with Ross last week was so fun because we just kind of like went all over the place, just wherever the conversation went to. We talked a lot about a lot of different things. Um, one of the things that we talked about was Guy Davis's work on the Realm. Mm. This com- it was the first comic that he did, and it was a really different art style right. than he's used to. Drew Campbell said, "I found out about Guy Davis's work on the Realm as well as a bunch of his other early work from the Modern Masters magazine. Over a couple years, I was able to track down his entire run, and yes, his artwork is a hundred percent unrecognizable." The basic premise is a group of modern teenagers who get pulled into a fantasy world. Another interesting fact is that the art after Davis's run was done by a rookie, Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> wow. I, I, oh, wow. I didn't know that he did the art on anything. Jeez. He also said, I was also a He-Man junkie. We talked about He-Man um, mm-hmm. when I was a kid. He said, I still have the stack of mini comics that came with the action figures. Oh, wow. As well as the collected edition hardcover that Dark Horse put out a few years back. I saw that collected edition hardcover. I wanted to get it, but I just didn't. He also said, like John, I was a big Rob Liefeld fan. So we talked about uh, oh we talked about stuff in oh, our man. stuff in our early comic years that might be cringeworthy <laughs> or might be kind of you might be a, a little bit embarrassed by. You know, I talked about that. Uh, yeah. I, I I collected Rob Liefeld and Greg Land and a bunch of these artists Greg that today Land. were kind of like wow. Ugh. So uh, Drew at said, least Rob Liefeld was. Trying to draw. Yeah, yeah. And I respect that. Yeah. I really sincerely do. Oh, yeah, and yeah. by all accounts, a decent guy. Yeah. Greg yeah. Land is tracing porno. So yeah. worthless. Right. Yeah. But uh, he said, like John, I was a big Rob Liefeld fan. His X-Force run was the first comic that I ever collected as a complete set. X- X- X-Force. <laughs> Prior to that, I just read random single issues that came my way, many of which came in assorted grab bags that they used to advertise in the Sears catalog that I would put on my Christmas list. Do you remember those yeah, grab bags? Yeah, I do. Um, they, they sold them at <laughs> Toys R Us. That's where I remember yeah. getting them. He said, I still love Cable and the original New Mutants X-Force characters. And even though I now recognize Liefeld's art as laughably terrible, I still buy his Cable and Deadpool comics and some of the variant covers. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Yeah, (laughs) There's so much cool shit that came out of that. And And like I said, I still have respect for the fact that he was giving it his best. And, you know, I still, despite whatever you may think of his artwork, still managed to achieve uh, quite a bit in comics. So, yeah. Well. 
I'll admit, I, I actually enjoyed his artwork at first too, because like I was reading New Mutants when before he became on as the artist, and when he came on, I was like, "Whoa, this shit's cool! Look at all these pouches!" Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> you can hold so many accessories. Oh man, it was so cool! But uh, despite all the broken spines and everything. Oh yeah, no, I mean it was just like you know it was like when I first started collecting, and it's just like, but. As the time went on, I just kind of realized his artwork was not really for me anymore. Sure. Right, right. I don't know. I mean, I go back and look at some of that stuff, and I still think it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, his his New Mutant stuff, um, all the stuff that he was doing in Uncanny X-Men with, like, the crossover covers for, like, I'm thinking, like, Mutant Massacre. That's that's some of his stuff, right? uh, No, he did Extinction Agenda. Extinction Agenda. That's the one that I'm thinking of. Those are some excellent covers, man. There's some good stuff yeah. in there. Well, he look he put well, it, he put it all out there and um, how you know gave it his best and and how many of us can say the same? I mean, you know, there are a lot of people yeah. who are just too scared to even try anything or put anything out there because they're afraid of criticism. And it's like, I don't know. I got to give credit to the fact that at least he's he's yeah. out there. He's putting his stuff out there and whatever. Like, yeah, some of it's not the greatest right. art I've ever seen, but. He's given it well, his all, and I I got to give him credit for that. He did a what if issue? What if Wolverine was an agent of Shield? And that's I still think that's really holds up pretty well. Okay. Yeah, Even okay, the, yeah. There's awesome. plenty of stuff that I've done that's that's public that I'm not necessarily proud of today, but it's helped me grow, and I've learned, and I've you know tried to always be building up yeah. my skills and always learning and so i think that you could even probably compare some of the stuff he was doing to some of the stuff he's doing now and see that he's grown yeah you know when he left to go to image and then start his own comic and he's trying to be a businessman and an artist at the same time i think is when his art really starts to kind of suffer sure you know? right yeah. right well that's just anybody would be, what, what are you talking distracted. about have you ever read blood wolf hey just kidding listen <laughs> Uh, Drew also said, I'm really feeling you guys on this episode. I'm a huge Calvin and Hobbes fan, and I have all the original collections that I got as they came out. I'm also a drummer, and I have no room to keep my drum kit set up. It's mm. in the attic. Oh. Frowny face emoji. Big frowny face oh. emoji. Boo. Set it up somewhere. Yeah, or like... In um, the kitchen. Get um, rid of your couch. Put it in the living room. Yeah, or or get some like hand drums or something. Yeah, You man. know what I mean? Get like uh, a little practice pad little or practice something. Pad. You know something, what I mean? Dude. Like, yeah. It's important, yeah. It's keep important, their, man. Keep your chops up. Keep your chops up. Yeah. Get rid Go. of your bed. Put your drums in your bedroom. <laughs> um, also, I missed out on the Calvin and Hobbes talk, but yeah, fucking love Calvin and Hobbes for sure. No, I, after after talking about that, I want to get that complete set. I, uh, I want to get the one that Aubrey has, the paperback version. It's all the complete set. We don't have that. I thought we had that. Do we not have it? No. Oh, okay. No, we don't. Have uh, you know, it's it's actually reasonably okay. When I got it as a birthday present, I'm pretty sure it was reasonably priced. We also heard from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr, book club member. Yes, yeah. he said uh, this kind of goes along with our Superman discussion. He says you should definitely read Superman Space Age. Oh, okay, it's got a similar vibe to the work that he's done on Silver Surfer. Oh, um, so that's a book that's coming out right now, and I actually oh. saw it. I got issue one. It was kind of one of those things where I was like, I'm just going to wait for the trade on this. Sure. You know what I mean? Because I know that it's going to be awesome and there's going to be a nice right. hardcover trade for it. And why am I going to pay for it twice? Yeah. I have to, I've talked about this before, but I'm having, to, talked about this I'm having to start to sure. do that on a lot of books now. But anyway, that's just how it is. But I would definitely check I that out. I think that there are people who just do that. Yeah. As well. Well, I, yeah. I, I just do that. That's just a general. But um, <laughs> Superman, Mike Alred sounds... Awesome. Oh, yeah, no, for yes, sure. This oh, is something yeah. that I definitely want to read. Right. So that is so exciting. Maybe we can cover it on the show. That's your deal. Um, that would be great. Excellent. 
Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for listener feedback. Now it's time for the segment of the show. What do you see? <laughs> what do you say? That's what we're talking about. Yes. And I, what do I see? And what do I say? What, what I say? am excited about the final season of Succession. Oh, okay. Very yeah, that's, excited. Uh, so I don't really watch it, but I come in and out. Oh, man. You know what I mean? And like, I just happened to walk in. The other day you a, walked in. On apparently the most insane thing that's the ever happened on this. most intense episode of the entire fucking show. And I just walk in and I'm just like doing a chore in the house. And Danielle ha- like has her hand over her mouth. My like, face. Like something. <laughs> and been. it's just like, and I was My, just like, I, must I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> hmm, what's, what's this? What's happening? You're like, hey, what's going on? And I'm just like. Literally the most intense moment of the show right now. Please, please. My yeah, my hand is like over my face, okay. and I'm just like so. It's been good. Freaking out. Oh man, yeah. This latest episode was okay. Fucking wow. Okay, nice. Everyone got wow. to choose some scenery. It was incredible. Each actor got their own moment to fucking live it up. It was incredible. Man, nice, just nice. some excellent, incredible performances. I love a show that's like. And you get to choose some scenery. And you get to choose some scenery. It's fucking great. Right. So. Nice. I'm still on Battlestar. I'm almost done with season three. Oh, that's right. You're watching that. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. I'm in the middle part of season three where everything kind of slows down a little bit. Sure. Right before the trial of Baltar. I would love to rewatch that show. I totally forgot so, you were watching that. I would love to rewatch it's that. so good. Yeah. It's so much fun. I remember it being good. Yeah, we yeah. were saying that we should all like it would be cool to um like all rewatch it and talk about it like see like n- just like a season at a time or a sure, chunk at a time sure. like the first 5 seasons or whatever sit down and just talk about the it. The first you know? 5 seasons, that's a lot. Well, There's that's only lot. 4 seasons. Oh, it's There's only 4 <laughs> seasons. Well, then just like the uh, one season at a time would be sure. good. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> uh all 5 What show seasons. are you thinking of? You're thinking know. of a different show. I'm probably thinking of a different show. <laughs> yeah. Um I guess um well, to Go be ahead. fair, though, it was it preempted by the writer strike, so season four got split into four right. and four and five. Yeah. Oh man, that's what I'm thinking of. Then. Yeah. Ha! Yeah. Technically, you're correct. I begrudgingly te- said. There's a Futurama thing where he goes, "Technically, you're correct. The most correct form of correct, or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> to shreds, should- you say. <laughs> One thing that was kind of cool this week is we went to go see this uh, noise rock band. Oh, Lightning Bolt. Lightning yeah, Bolt. I yeah, I fucking love Lightning Bolt. Uh, the last time I saw them was at Natsuo like a billion years ago. So I was psyched to see them again. And man, they put on such a great show. Yeah. So if you've never heard of this band, I mean, it's it's definitely an acquired taste. You know what I mean? It's, it's just basically two guys. And it's noise rock, um, but they're doing some incredibly complex stuff. Yes. You know, Brian yeah. Chippendale is playing the drums and basically screaming into this mic that he wears on his face um, at the same time. It's like a spectacle to watch, too. You know what I mean? It's really cool. It was a lot of fun. I don't know. It's just one of those things that uh, even if you don't really listen to that type of music, seeing that the show. The live performance The live performance is like And we'll worth, move you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's worth checking out. And it was a lot of fun. I, I Good, really Good, decent crowd. It. Everybody was behaving themselves. Yeah. You know. Even wind moshing, which was nice. And uh, I bought their record. And then we got to meet them afterwards. And, you know. Every, very it, gracious. Very kind. Oh, really that's cool. awesome. Very yeah, nice guys. Yeah. Really, really nice guys. So, yeah. 
um, Lightning Bolt. It's uh, Brian Chippendale on drums and Brian Gibson on bass guitar. He plays well, a five-string five string stingray. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. <laughs> and he's got all these pedals and it's really fun cool, stuff yeah. like that. So, Very good. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. They're so I was on, psyched. They're on they, tour right now, yeah, and the tickets were super down. cheap, and they just played like in a little club, and it was super cool. It's so great. yeah, if you yeah. have an opportunity to see this band, I would definitely yes. uh, go check them out, even if it's on a weeknight. It was over quick. The show was done by 10.30 or something like that. Which 10 o'clock, they were done. You, you like that um, part, that Very sensible of, of them. I yeah. loved that. It was a weeknight, too, and they were done by 10 o'clock or something like that. Well, when I heard well, that they were People got to get to work in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I heard they were coming back to town, I immediately jumped on it and bought tickets. I was so psyched to be able to see them again. And, um, yeah, just really unique experience. And, uh, yeah, so check check them out. If cool. there's any, And if you can't make one of their shows, awesome. at least try and see if there's any video of them because it is worth checking out oh yeah yeah definitely be cool to just watch some of their videos cool i guess now we can go on to our book club episode for the week and this week we were going to talk about some superman comics um but we were also going to uh, operate this great idea to kind of talk about superman in general right okay yes let's talk about superman in general are we talking about just comics or, or like film or whatever? No, anything? I mean, any interpretation? It has to be anything because like okay. my, most of my experience with Superman involves the TV shows. Okay. Okay. Or, you know, things like that. But I mean, it's, but it could be comics. It could be anything, you know? What like, is your favorite live action version of Superman? Actor? Yeah. Christopher Reeves. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. But Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill's like, great. He was like, Henry I mean, Cavill is really good. It's, I love it's, him. It's neck and neck, kind of, because yeah. I feel like he never got his. chance. I feel like he never got a chance to really, yeah. I totally agree with that. I completely agree because I thought Man of Steel was a good start, and I feel like it got hijacked into forming the DC universe. Agree. Right, and when, then it didn't I even fucking happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's this part at the end of Man of Steel where he like drops their satellite what does he do like he like they're trying to track him or something yeah and, yeah, then, and, he, and then he floats down and he's like all right general well you're a shithead and i'm like yeah. i feel like that's like they're barely getting to him being kind of cool yeah. at the end of the movie yeah. like that like they they don't start to like it happens in moments it, it really does but and, it's all just little moments and and you see glimmers of it in yeah. in justice league both cuts yeah <laughs> both cuts you, you see glimmers of it where it's like Oh, that would be so cool. And they he does such a him. good job God. personifying yeah. that role. It's not his fault that the scripts are yeah. like this. But uh, yeah. but but Christopher Reeve has a special place in my heart. And I don't know if sure, we've talked about this course. before because, uh, you know, at the end, you anyone who's watched those Christopher Reeve movies knows at the end of each movie, they show Superman fly by the screen and he kind of like looks at the camera. And he kind of waves at the camera. No, he doesn't. I don't he, think he waves. Does he not wave? He, he smiles. He smiles. He smiles. Okay. Um, we would wave. We, oh, yeah. Oh, that's we what would it wave. Is. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. And, and, and it was something that my mom started. We were little. I Aww. mean, uh, because like Superman, what, it came out in 79, right? That was the year that I was born. Yeah. So I must have been watching this movie as a little, little kid. We'd watch it over and over. And my mom loved Christopher Reeve. Aww. So she loved watching that movie over and over. And uh, and then when it would end and he would fly by the screen, she would go, say bye to Superman, oh, say bye. And we would, and me and my brothers would wave, bye, bye Superman. Superman. And then he looks at you. He yeah. looks at you and he smiles and you're That's like, sweet. That's really cool, you know? And like, yeah. I always remember that. That's and even, even now, whenever we watch that movie, I have to wave at Superman <laughs> at the end of the movie because it's just like, I just remember that from my childhood. Aww. It's like one of those things. And so... Uh, those movies, I've seen them over and over. We always thought it was so funny when they say Planet Houston. 
Planet Houston. <laughs> Houston. What is this Houston? And then when I decided to move to Houston, that was one of the first jokes. Was that's great? Oh, Houston, you're moving to Planet Houston because we used to watch that movie all the time. <laughs> you know, so, that's so good. Uh, Superman Two is such a great movie. Gosh, really good. Superman was the very first movie we bought on VHS when I was a kid. And really? I it, wow. S- we watched it so many times, it snapped. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That wow. happened in my Jurassic Park VHS. Wow. And they, they got me a new one. The John Williams score is so legendary. Oh, uh, man, it's so movie. good. Oh, it's yeah, like one for of the sure. best Superman themes ever. But I did love the Hans Zimmer Superman stuff. Right. Oh, yeah, me too. Man of Steel. I really did. I really did. I thought that, that was some, really, some of his best uh, scores. You know, I, I thought was Man of Steel, and then and then at Batman vs Superman, I hated his score for that one. But anyway, <laughs> so, it was bad. <laughs> I was so angry at that good. one. Um, but I loved the one for Man of Steel. So anyway, I watched all ten seasons of Smallville. So that was great. I forget that you have done that. <laughs> right. never, I haven't seen it. That's I never so caught many on seasons to that. of no. something I've never <sighs> even heard good? of what? until you mentioned it. I guess so is it good? It had its well, moments. Like what is that? Is that WB? What is that? CW. Yes. Okay. CW. Okay. There were some really cool moments in that, and I still think that Michael Rosenbaum is probably the best live-action Lex Luthor we've seen. Right. They never really. I don't know. All the versions of of him have been kind of weird. I've always, always, always yeah. wanted Billy Zane to play Lex oh. Luthor. Oh, I think he would oh, be the perfect so fucking Lex Luthor. Yeah. Oh, man. Like Titanic era. Man. Billy Zane would No, even... Car- it doesn't even matter. Like, oh, just Billy Zane era. in general. Any era. Because <laughs> he... And he looks fantastic bald. Mm-hmm. And he is... He's got the chops. Yeah, yeah. And did he or oh, did he, he not ever provide... Yeah. Am I making this up? Did he provide the voice for it in some animated thing? Oh, I might have made up, this yeah. up as a wish list yeah. thing, but I really think that live action... He's got the looks. He's got the chops. I think he could really fucking do it, and I would love that. Um, what is y'all's experience with like the JLA JLU animated series? Is um, oh, I I own all of it except ooh. somebody borrowed one one of them mm. and and they never returned. Ah, it. Right, boo. disappointed in them, whoever they were. Most <laughs> of my experience with that is with you watching yes, it with you because there are because, some great yeah. episodes of that show. Yeah. Um, I kind of just, in my mind, I've blended them all together. Right. So I don't really yeah. distinguish between JLA and JLU. But um, I think that they were fantastic. I really enjoyed them. Oh, yeah. They 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 were, I mean, matter of fact, if it wasn't for them, we probably wouldn't be reading this story today. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I, I came into the Justice League cartoon just the same way I did. Like, I watched the Batman and then the Superman cartoon. And then, well, here's the Justice League. Of course I'm going to watch that. I don't know how much of the Superman cartoon I saw. I did watch the Batman oh, animated it. Batman the animated series. I don't know if I saw. I did see some of the Batman Superman. I right, think. that's but, what I'm thinking of. Okay. Is like where it was half of the episode was a Batman and then right. it was a Superman, right? Or they, or it was well, or did they, they switch did, them or they whatever? Did a, it was a three part episode called World's Finest. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it was where they is where they meet. Uh, and it was actually pretty cool. But then there was also another episode where Superman uh, Batman was missing and superman had to dress up as batman <laughs> and robin had to give me he's like kick the desk over he's all like Bam. there are so many excellent episodes i would love to go in and kind of pick a few 
and talk about those, but obviously I'm not prepared to do that today because I just can't. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. so long since I've seen any of that. It's been yeah. forever. It's been just years. We could and years. do some commentary on. Sure, that. Yeah. yeah. It's just been be years yeah. since I've seen any of that. Get a couple though. of episodes. All of my recollections are so vague. It, towards the end of the Superman animated series, there was this like one, like a couple episodes with Dark Side in it that I thought were really good. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Superman versus Doomsday animated movie was really good. It's one of the most epic Superman fights ever. It's really that I, I really enjoyed that one. Wait, is that the new one that just came out? No, the old or it's been oh, out the, for a while. the animated one. Oh, the one that's been out like twenty because you know they adapted it twice now. Oh no, I'm thinking of the older one or whatever. Okay, well, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because one of my favorite Superman stories is the novelization of the death of Superman. <laughs> But that I was, it was really good or what? Oh, my God. Okay, so it, it, it takes, like, all the different comics and storylines. It even builds up, like, some of the stuff from, like, the John Byrne, Man of Steel thing and all that. And it makes it into a nice, cohesive novel. I mean, it's really good. Like, when Superman fucking dies, I fucking shed a tear when I'm reading that book. And I've wow. read that book, like, four or five times. Wow. Okay. <laughs> hey. Um, that's awesome. I'm, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's also it's out of print, but you can find it easily on the internet. Nice for cheap. What are some of your favorite Superman comics? I, I guess and setting aside the one that we're going to talk about today. Um, well, any, we've talked about this several times, but probably All Star Superman. Right, right by uh, by Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison, yeah, <clears throat> and Frank Quitely. Quitely. Um, that's a great book. Um, I was looking at what Superman comics I have on my shelf. Um, Superman Birthright is one of my favorite ones. Um, that's so by That's by Mark Wade and uh, Leniel Yu, right? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. That's a really good one. I definitely recommend that one. And then there are these, uh, I know Jeff Johns or, I don't know, you know what I mean? Mm. Jeff Johns is, I know he's not the best guy, but, <laughs> you know, uh, there's these Jeff Johns, uh, Gary Frank Superman books. One of them is called Superman Brainiac. There's another one called Superman Legion of Superheroes or something like that. And uh, God, they're really good. And Gary Frank, he kind of draws Superman like Christopher Reeve. Right. He kind of draws him yeah. with that uh, kind of face or whatever. And I really, I, I really enjoy those. Uh, those is that the one with um, is that the one with Zod's kid? And yes. Richard Donner was involved in it somehow, too. What? I, what? Wait, I don't know. No. <laughs> You're thinking of a different one. God, I forgot what the name of that one was. Okay. That's a different one, though. But that Jeff Johns was also involved in that, too. So. I think so, yeah. We don't talk yeah. about it. What about um, any other Superman comics? Yeah, I like Superman Birthright as well. But uh, Okay, so this is more of a Batman comic, but like, there's this image. Uh, okay, this is 100% a Batman <laughs> comic, Dark, The Dark Knight Returns. There's just like there's a cool Superman scene in that fucking book. Though. There's there's like this like one image where he draws him and he just looks so fucking badass. Sure. And I'm not talking about the lightning bolt part where he like uh, has to get the flower and then you can. I'm talking. That's just like he, he just looks like regal like Superman does. Sure. It's like you know I always like that. I always liked uh, Kingdom Come. Oh, there you go. Sure. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely like a Superman story. There was a great follow up to that in justice uh justice society of america i forget what yeah the, gsa yeah. I, I forgot what the issues were but it had like magog in it or whatever and it kind of like continued some of that storyline and alex ross even came in and did some stuff for that too so yeah, yeah. That, man that's some good stuff and it had old superman in it farmer superman or whatever i mean i could go on like i mean yeah. do you have any like alternate supermans you like mm. like ultraman 
<laughs> oh, you From mean the crimes? Like Superman proxies or whatever? Yeah. Uh, well, well, no, Ultraman is like uh, Ultraman is the Superman of Earth Three, part of leader of the crime syndicate okay. of America. Oh, okay. I don't yeah, know. I don't know I get... that much about Superman. Y'all have mentioned the story Red Sun before. Oh, oh right. I love that one. That's so good. That's uh, Mark Millar, and it's what if Superman landed in Russia? Have you seen? Um, I think we talked about this recently. Have you seen that uh, Birthright movie? Well, we saw it. Or the, the little kid, that little. It's basically oh. evil Superman. You is mean Brightburn? Brightburn. Brightburn. What did I say? Birthright. Oh, Birthright is the name of that Superman comic we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Brightburn. Uh, that movie, Brightburn. That was kind of like Superman a... was a little psycho weirdo. Yeah, yeah. That was good. That was pretty interesting. I liked that. It was fun. Yeah. You'd have a problem on your hands. <laughs> Be bad is the answer. But yeah, all around, I mean, it's like every time I think about Superman, I just think about kind of similar things. He's like, he's always just like a character that wants to do the best that he can always do. Yeah. You know, like he wants to inspire hope. And, and that's kind of what I think about. Like, and no matter who's who's wearing the cape, whether it's George Reeve, Christopher Reeve, all the other ones, Henry Cavill, <laughs> except for Dean you know, Kane. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> when when people kind of get it, it, it it feels right. I mean, it doesn't feel cheesy or hokey. It just it feels. Poor Henry Cavill. He really was. He's he's, doing the his yeah, best, man. He well, did his best. Okay, yeah. so let's talk about this. So they're not going with him any longer. They're going to recast Superman. As well as The Witcher. And he's in love with the fucking character from The Witcher. He loves The Witcher. No, well, I, I heard games. that he left The Witcher. Yeah, I know. But that's not because of... It's because of they... Uh, oh, for, for Superman, right. Well, it's breeze past the reasons why. It's just that I know that he he loves these properties and he loves his stories. And, and he really wants to do right by yeah. the stories. But there's just so much working against that behind the scenes everybody's got their like weird agendas and they're trying to make it into this or that and it's right. just sad well you know going forward they're gonna have a younger superman and then now they're saying that james gunn is writing and directing this new movie this new superman movie you know yeah and, he, yeah he is and uh, which i think is interesting i mean he's directed guardians of the, the guardians of the galaxy movies and the suicide squad he also did the peacemaker stuff and like what I think is interesting about James Gunn is he does he can make things very emotional. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? I always find it interesting on The Suicide Squad. Like, I get choked up when all of the rats are eating the Starro Rakesha, eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, it's a gross scene, but there's all but he does all the right elements to yeah. kind of put you there. And so, oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited, you know? Sure. I'm, I'm, I think that he will do something really good. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I so. think eventually I, Henry Cavill will be back. As like a kingdom come Superman or something, something yeah. like a, or a, a pre-crisis Superman. I you think, know how they do that. Yeah, honestly, I great think the temples. You know what I'm talking about. Are, I think they're working towards a crisis level. Sure, but they they say they have a ten year plan, so I'll be okay. Almost, I'll be almost sixty by the time it gets. I'm not there, holding but... my fucking breath. <laughs> yeah, wow. DC, yeah, ten year plan. Can well, you just get a movie out? They still are going to just focus on one movie at a time. 
yes. in your plan. But uh, yeah, I, I am excited for the the new Superman. I mean, hopefully, you know, with James Gunn behind it, it'll I'll be watch it. it'll I be mean, something I don't know really if good. Excited is a word I'd use, but I'll watch it. I don't know. I'm optimistic about it. Is what I'm saying. I'm willing to excited be excited is the word I would this use. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> and now for our issue this week, Aubrey, what are we reading? We are reading for the man who has everything, which was first published in Superman Annual Eleven in 1985 by. Writer Alan Moore, art and lettering by Dave Gibbons, and colors by Tom Zucchio. I never read this before. I was pretty. I was pretty excited to check this issue out. I have Let's somehow go. already read this. Well, Aubrey was saying there was a cartoon about it. Maybe you see oh, the cartoon. Well, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Okay, so <laughs> maybe so. So this uh, this uh, comic contains the first appearance of the Black Mercy uh, plant, and then it also has been adapted for television for the animated series Justice League Unlimited. That's and, probably what I saw then. Uh, Supergirl. They did a version of it called "For the Girl Who Has Everything," which I've not seen. Oh wow! And, appar- and apparently, the Krypton sci-fi TV show also did a fucking story called mercy that was kind of sort of rooted in this TV shows I mean, love to do episodes like this they love to. yeah it's oh and then also apparently dwayne mcduffie said that alan moore actually liked the adaptation they did for wow it. it's actually one of the only times you see alan moore's like story by alan moore that's cool. That's great. Okay, I gotta see this episode. I was looking for it today. I was trying to see if I had some way to watch That's it. That's because that show's fucking HBO great. Max. It doesn't surprise me. Oh, it's on HBO Max. We're gonna watch it tonight. But yeah, that doesn't surprise me because that was a great fucking show. Oh, it's good. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't even mind pausing for twenty two minutes if you want to watch it. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So a little background about this one. Um, Dave Gibbons and Alan Moore, they both came over in what was called the British Invasion of Comics. Mm. And um, Alan Moore kept pitching stuff that they kept rejecting. And then finally, you know, what they started working on, what was going to end up becoming Watchmen, you know, he and Dave Gibbons got together. And at the same time, um, the editor was like, hey, Dave Gibbons, we want you to draw a Superman story. He's like, I, can I pick the writer? And he's like, yes. And he's like, Alan Moore. And he's like, and so that's how this started coming around. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. So he kind of like snuck him in. He's like, ah, and get my friend in here that you keep rejecting his ideas. That's great. Yeah. Alan Moore, I mean, Alan Moore, say what you will about him or anything, but I think he's always been an excellent writer. And every time I see something like Alan Moore says some crazy stuff in this interview, and then I read the entire interview, and I'm like, well, if you take it out of context, I guess it's, you know, I don't consider. I've never had a bad word to say about alan moore i think he's great and fine and yeah. good yeah i mean and he has every right to have opinions about how people interpret his work into other mediums i think that he's allowed to feel however he wants to feel about that you know i don't know if he's ever said anything that i've disagreed with necessarily yeah it's no fine. i mean it's, it's it's funny because he'll like say something and people will take it out of context and look at and make it go look at he, Alan Moore's crazy and he's out of touch I don't and blah think blah he's blah. He's crazy or out of touch. He's just a guy that writes stuff and then people adapt well, it and he doesn't really care for it and it's fine. Oh no, I completely yeah. agree because I mean I think it's just like you know because people take it out of context just to be people just take it out of context so they can prove their point like oh I'm like, Fuck. or so they can get clicks which is another oh, thing we have yeah. to be wary it. of it's like is this yeah. person just trying to get clicks most often the answer is yes but um, a lot of bad faith interpretations happen like yeah. that but like in i don't know i've always wanted to kind of find his uh alan moore's run on um rob liefeld supreme Ooh. because he basically it's basically his his love letter to superman 
Nice, nice. Oh, okay. Right on. Cool. So we open in a prologue. Okay, so first off, let's talk about these 80s colors. Don't you just love, love. them? Love. Really good. Love. Yeah. Oh, man, the it's all this colors. pink. And... It's a lot of pink. Oh, man. It's Superman's like... fantasy is the 80s. That's yeah. what it is. Damn yeah. straight. <laughs> a lot of pink, a lot of purple. Oh, good man. Stuff. Even, and then there's some bright spots every once in a while. Yeah. But uh, we see Cal Hell. He's coming. Cal Hell. I'm sorry. We see Cal L. He's coming home. He's had a long day at work. He wants to, uh, you know, watch some TV with the children, the Nightwing and Flamebird. Oh, which, right. Cause... Yes. So that's where, in the comics, that's where Nightwing gets his name from. Because yeah. Superman yes. tells him stories of... Nightwing uh, yeah, and of, Flamebird. Of his, like, you know, superhero on Krypton who was Nightwing. Right. Which is kind of hilarious to think about, seeing how Superman was a baby when he left. Right. <laughs> Well, but, but maybe it, their it, race it was, all, was more advanced. It was on the capsule. Yeah, he learned all of it in the right, capsule right, on the right, way right, to right, Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Which Einstein called his theory of relativity, embedded in the crystals before you, is the total accumulation of all literature and scientific fact from dozens of other worlds, spanning the 28 known galaxies. I like how there's just a Kryptonian version of a television <laughs> of a television here. Uh, but then he's like, uh, but then he wants to like, you know, then go to bed and spend the night with his wife and then just the two of them and he opens the door and it's a surprise party for his happy first day. There's which crypto I guess is, over here. Cri yeah. Crypto the dog. Oh yeah, there he is. Crypto. And he's got, uh, you know, he, he's married. He's got a wife and two kids, Van and whatever her name was. Kara Zor-El gives him a, a headband. And if you go back and watch the Justice League episode, he's wearing a headband throughout the whole uh, uh, Kryptonian. Oh, that's oh, fun. So they got that little detail in there. See, that's why Alan Moore liked it. He was like, ah, they put the little detail the in there. The headband. <laughs> the headband on here. Uh, then we cut over, and it's to the Arctic Circle. It's February 29th. Wonder Woman, Batman, and Robin are there to celebrate Superman's birthday. I love this comment from Batman. It's good to see you again, Diana. You're looking great. <laughs> i love this is like love oh and that. this is this is jason todd of course the new robin i'm sorry jason you look so much like dick i nearly forgot god yeah that's oh, not I, what you and say I wrote a note here and it says like and i'm pretty sure alan moore does too because this very well could have been dick grayson <laughs> very well could have been yeah <laughs> well and then there's this moment where batman's like Thing clean thoughts, chum. Mm. <laughs> I love that. I, but then he does. He a, makes a little face. He makes a little face. He's like, mm. he's like, <laughs> he made himself laugh there. He's so proud of himself. <laughs> he really is. That's but, a great panel. You know, and then they're walking up to the uh, to the fortress, and uh, they even talk about how like the slope is getting steeper and steeper every time they try to come up. And you see, Wonder Woman is like. It looks like she's helping up uh, Robin with the uh, the lesson of truth. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. And they start talking about what they're getting for his birthday, and he's like, he's hard to shop for and all that. For his first day. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, um, Bruce paid a horticulturalist to breed a special strain of rose called the Krypton. That's so nice. A, so he basically got him, like, a flower. Yeah. Right? That's well, kind of. He made a new flower. He made a new flower for him and named it the Krypton. That's very sweet. That's that like is. extremely thoughtful. That's like uh, I, I, I think there's something interesting about that because you would think that Batman would give him something badass or you know what I mean. I don't know, like something. No, like, he's very thoughtful. Yeah, but man, it's like, yeah. he's a very sad boy. So yeah. he gets sad boy gifts, uh, like one singular brand new rose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go lay it on your palms. Yeah. <laughs> and then Wonder Woman, she's saying like she doesn't want to say anything because he'll hear and it'll spoil the surprise. Oh, oh that's funny, that's right? Fucking funny. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That that is one of my uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. One of my favorite scenes in that movie. It doesn't have a lot of them, but one of them is when Clark figures out who Batman is because he hears him talking to Alfred on the headset. Yeah. He hears oh, both yeah. of them and he's like, "Wait a minute." Who's talking to somebody on a walkie-talkie? And he sees that it's Bruce, and he's like, "Oh, that's Batman!" Like, I think that is such a cool way for him to figure it out. You know what I mean? Because oh, he does yeah. have that super hearing, and he would be able to pick up all of that. My and everything. favorite way that that happened was there. There was some contrived situation where they both had to be like on a yacht together for some reason. Like, I think Clark was covering it for the paper. And Bruce was there because it was like a millionaire event. Okay. He had to keep appearances. I don't know. But then like, so they somehow, it was like they were in the same room and then some bullshit was going down and they both had to figure out a way to get out of there and get to where the bullshit was going on to help. And so they, they were both like, I'll go. No, I'll go. No, you stay here. You might get hurt. And so finally, Bruce Wayne gets sick of this shit and he like fires a, like a, I think it was like a dart or something at Superman and it just sort of bounces off of him. Oh. And there's both this moment where they're like, Oh, okay. And so, yeah, I, I thought I, that that's from? a good one. Um, I can't specifically remember what it's from, but it's from I, a cartoon or a comic. I think it was a. Was it an animated series or was it a comic? I think it was. Uh, was it animated? I've never seen it. I've never seen this. That sounds remember. awesome. It was great, and I re- I remember it being great, but I can't remember exactly what it's from. But I'll try and figure it out later. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Where I think it's there's just so many great scenarios that yeah. could happen. Of like, that's why the Batman Superman thing is so great. That's where there, there's been so much of it because right, that that right. dichot that yeah. dichotomy is so interesting. But yeah, I love all of it. That's why the JLA and the JLU. Are some of the best animated series. Okay, I'll stop. But yeah, we got to watch that. If you've never seen it, John, I think you would really enjoy. I'm excited. Most of the episodes, okay, well, if not all of them. I, I had planned to actually talk about the episode while we were reading the comic and all that. So now that I know that John hasn't seen it, I don't really want to. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we could talk about it uh, next time because we'll watch that tonight and then we'll talk about it next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So, you know, they're talking about that and then like they come around the corner and. Superman is standing there, and there's this funky plant wrapped all around him, Ooh. and it's just like that's a great uh, image. Oh my god! Yeah, it's scary. Awesome. It's super yeah. scary looking. Yeah. It's so good. Dave Gibbons draws him so well. Yeah, I like that Wonder Woman is taller than Batman. I think that's genuinely good. Yeah, I think that's oh that's yeah, really good. Well, she's an Amazon. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. People like to draw her like a regular woman, and I'm like, no, <laughs> she's like She-Hulk. She's huge. Anyway, right. Um, She's almost as big as Superman, which I think is correct. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Wonder Woman should be tall and buff. Yeah, exactly. So they're freaking so, out. What is it? It looks like it's growing it, into him through the costume. Exactly. And then, but, but Robin's like, but, but, but he's Superman. Is he breathing? I think it's magic. It I think it might have it. some magic in it. That is interesting that she can sense magic. I think that's well, cool. They also know, they also probably know that that's one of the only things that could affect yes. Superman, too. Right. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. Robin's freaking out. Was, he thought it was a gift from like some sort of alien race or something because he's in the Fortress of Solitude. But like you see, I don't think la- we should try removing it if it's growing into him. And Batman's like, no, you're right. His pupils aren't even contracting at all. He's cut off he's from all sensation. He's in a world of his own. Ugh. Okay. Now, so this panel right here at the bottom, where you got Superman, the way he's looking and all that, and you flip to the next page, 
and he's looking the exact same the way. The lighting right, is yeah. the same on Superman. That's cool, yeah. So Very good. good with the lighting. And then so, you know, we're back into Superman's fantasy world. and I like the colors. Uh, I feel like they're another indication that this is the dream world. Right, right. And like oh, the yeah. panels all turn red. Kind of on the outside of the panels now. It's like, it's oh, just interesting. Yeah. This is all very, just all these indicators that tell the reader that this is the dream world. Right, yeah. Oh, and they did it at the, at the beginning, too. Yeah. So uh, Cal and his wife, Lila, are talking, and he's saying it would have been great had his dad been there. And she's like, well, I invited him. But when I told him Aurora and Kara, you know, his cousin and, you know, aunt, I guess. He's been be QAnon said, pilled. Yeah, he. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's the Krypton so, version of that, basically, right? He's like too so, much Fox News. When I was watching, when I was reading this, I was like, "Holy shit, this could be fucking right now on this Earth." This could be happening <laughs> today to a lot of our family members. Well, and it's interesting because, like, this is a world where Krypton wasn't destroyed, it wasn't right? exploded. Yeah, so. Right. Like, so it's got all is, the problems of an unexploded planet. And so, but this is what happens to him, yeah. I guess, in this thing. Yeah. Or, Mary is a, a washed-up actress. But it's also Superman's fantasy, so is that what really happened? Or, I don't know, uh, yeah. but it's, it's so weird, yeah. Yeah, well, okay, so I have a theory about that. Like, Ooh, Sam, what's your theory? Um, I'm wondering if he's having his fantasy be that he's in Krypton because he's in the Fortress of Solitude when the thing wraps around him. Had this thing wrapped around him when he was in Smallville, would it be a completely different kind of world he'd be in? Huh. I but know. I still think he would I still think he would be married with the kids. I think that's really his fantasy is being a family man. Right. Sure. Uh anyway, so they keep talking, you know, he's like, I don't know why my father's being stupid. He's all, you know. He's in a weird a little stupid cult. argument over politics. He's in a right wing cult. And she's like, "Well, why not visit tomorrow after work? You know, don't worry about it tonight. It's your first day. The row butlers will clean up. Let's go to bed." Uh, then we cut to the next morning. It's also kind of you know interesting because it's like how time is different because this is like you know he was at a party. He's now went to bed. He's now the next day. Right. They're back in the Fortress of Solitude, like still with that plant on. Sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a movie. He's watching a movie, kind of dreaming. Like when you dream, the way that time jumps around. Uh, I like his snazzy headband. And his dad looks, he just looks like uh, your angry uncle who's bitching about QAnon all the time. Yeah. (laughs) He really does kind of look like that. He's just like, Oh, yeah, son, I'm out on my glass forest terrace with some friends of mine. They're just leaving. How are the children? Dan and little Laura. Uh, that's Moran. Father? Oh, yes. Why couldn't you name her after your mother? Just <laughs> complaining endlessly about your life decisions. Yeah. Just intolerable. And he's like, this is uh, Laura M and Major Dax R. He's wearing a fucking cloak. Well, we get some context <laughs> clues here. Uh, isn't he the one who runs the Swords of Rouse sect? What are you doing he- talking to people like that? So we kind of are getting the impression that, like, He's like a KKK yeah. dude, basically. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. What the fuck are you talking I mean, to this guy for? Kalo is like, who are these people that you're hanging out with now? Yeah. yeah. And he talks about how like he has a lot of people with influence behind him. If the old Krypton movement has any political strength in this chamber, and he's like, old Krypton movement? You're really going through with that? And it's just like, oh my god, that really is fucking Yeah. That's like the new uh-huh. thing or but whatever. But this is exactly what you hear 
people talking about when you're trying to talk about something normal and not divisive, people, all they want to talk about is their little special obsession and they will interject it into every conversation no matter what the conversation is about. If you're like, hey, I got some new socks the other day you want to see? And they're like, this is exactly what I've been telling you. What happened to Krypton? Look around you. There's drug (laughs) traffic and, and hell blossom coming in from Urkel, Glamour Salts. And he's talking about, so from context in, in clues, the we racial get, troubles with immigrants. Yeah, yeah. So there's racial troubles with the Vathlo Islands. So basically you could very well be saying like all the, you know, shit that people fucking yeah, talk about. Yeah. Look what's happening at the border. Oh yeah. You know, all the horrible shit that people fucking say because they're just spouting opinions with zero knowledge of any facts at all. And it's just like they're just constantly being beamed this stuff straight into their brains and have nothing else to talk about other than their pet disgusting obsession with this weird it, racial stuff and it so really it's just like they're just obsessed with gender and racism and it's just like that just constant and so you know poor superman's like hey you know like extremist political groups aren't making any of this any easier <laughs> you know this is not you, what's wrong with you stop it's just a difficult yeah. conversation that i'm sure many of us have had with our family members right, right. It, it it is just like I mean Danielle, you said it fucking perfectly, you know. But it's just you know, Alan Moore is very good at at interjecting these very well. I was gonna say these very human elements, but they're Kryptonian. But you know what I mean? Like the yeah, people, I mean, the things that you can relate to, and it's just very. I I love the way that he's able to give us the, enough context clues without exactly spelling it out for us. We can gather from this conversation that things are tense between these two. And is and this like, his dream world? Is tension between him and his father? Maybe. It's a problem because, to be solved, I guess. Right. Um, but not with brute strength, with intellect, perhaps. Then like, you know, well, like like like, you know, Superman says like this isn't fair and then his dad's like, "Well, when has anyone ever been fair to me?" Was it fair when I was forced to resign from the science council? Probably. Was it fair when the eating sickness took your mother? And it's just like, you know, okay, well, he was kicked off because he made a wrong prediction, I guess, you know. Well, it says they implied I was insane. Okay, so my theory was incorrect. I believe that Krypton was doomed and I was wrong. But does that give them the right to push me aside? It's kind of like, yeah, man, you literally told them the planet was going to blow up and then it didn't blow up. So, like, you're crazy. Like, no, (laughs) go away. You can no longer be on the science council. And then you hear stuff like, and and you know, I hear they're campaigning to release the Phantom Zone criminals. Unreasonably severe punishment, they call it. He's like, ugh, father, gosh. So what is this? They're stepping into this area like it's all crystal, I guess. It's all made of that's, like. Yeah. Oh, that's what he, he said it was at the beginning. He's like, he was on his glass forest terrace. Oh, there you go. Right. So that's what it is. Okay. He just came over to say hi to his dad and he got all this fucking yeah. political bullshit and it's just like oh god okay man if you make every interaction exhausting pretty soon i'm not gonna want to interact with you i think it is kind of funny that superman's greatest fantasy involves him having a fucking dysfunctional relationship with his father and gently <laughs> closing a sliding glass door yeah. as he leaves and then jor-el smashes something in the forest and then, and then it cut says back like to uh we yeah cut back to our heroes so I was jumping ahead earlier. This is where they start to assume that the Superman received it as a gift through like a teleportation device and blah, blah, blah. And then like you hear this voice, how remarkable you animals really are intelligent, aren't you? That's exactly what happened. Fuck, man. Yeah, uh, Dave Gibbons does some excellent work. I love this panel right here with the reveal of Mongol. Really cool. Man, it's so good. And you see how Mongols wearing some like, you know, 
like one hand he's holding a glove and the other hand is like not has a glove on it at all. And he's like, that's probably how he was dealing with the flower. Oh, right. Exactly. With the gloves. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I knew precisely what it would do to him. Second, it was not intended as a token of gratitude. Oh, and they don't know who it is yet. Right, right. They're just like, who's this hulking monster guy? What, what's going to happen now? What exactly is it, creature? He's like, do you like it? It's called a black mercy. Uh, I traveled a long way, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and to the tangled oh, and, zones. He's like, oh, and please start, tell the little yellow creature to stop shuffling. It distracts me. Wonder Woman had previously told Robin to back away slowly. Right. Yeah. Yo, oh, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot to mention that part. And then he was like, stop that. Don't stop it. <laughs> and then and I it, like how he describes the thing as something between a plant and an intelligent fungus. It attaches itself to its victims in a form of symbiosis feeding from their bio aura. And Batman says, what does it do for them in return? He goes, it gives them their heart's desire. A horrible relationship with their father. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody's got to have something they really want. Yeah. It's telepathic. Oh. It reads them like a book and feeds them a logical simulation of the happy ending they desire. So maybe like a conflict and then they've managed to resolve the conflict in a satisfying way. I oh, guess. okay. At the end so, of the movie or yeah. whatever. The victim could shrug it off. They just don't want to. Interesting. I really like how he goes into exposition on this. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's like, good. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But it also makes me think about the Black Mercy. Okay, so if it's wrapping around you and eating on your bio aura, right. let's say it was not not a Superman, but like a like a, like a me or you, mm-hmm. I'd probably you know we'd probably have this whole fantasy world, and then we'd be dead within like three days because we're not drinking or eating. Or right. That's probably yeah. 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 But with Superman, I was just wondering like how long could it? Oh, I don't know. Forever. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. I mean, yeah. It, doesn't a Mongol say at some at one point that it'll be there forever or something like that? I don't know. Huh. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He says uh, that would be nice, wouldn't it, to think of him carefree and contented forever. Interesting. He's like, and Batman's like, and who are you? And Mongol's like, if you don't already know my name, then you're not worthy of an introduction. That's... I'm the new manager around here. <laughs> okay. Perhaps you could advise me which of you it would be polite to kill first. Well, at least he's trying to be polite. At least he's trying to be polite. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the way that Batman and Wonder Woman look at each other. That's that great. Is really couple good, of panels right? there. Kinda... Batman and Wonder Woman look at each other, and then she just walks up to she him just, like, and hits him in the face. Batman's like, not it. <laughs> he's like, obviously not me. And she's like, all right. I love the expression on her face. And then he's like, thank you. That answers my question. Uh, and then we cut back over to Fantasyland. I got the message you left on my call cube. Call cube? And it came straight away. Looking right after Vance, so I had I'm, to bring it with me. I'm going to start calling my phone the call cube. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, it looks like Kara had actually, you know, Kara, who is Supergirl and the mainstream comics of uh, got attacked by um extreme radical rioter people rioters armed with slash sticks and she's in critical condition van's like dad her father father did aunt allure hurt herself she was crying shut up kid won't you listen to the doctor right here for a second ago <laughs> john i'm gonna call you from the call cube okay it says the anti-phantom zone campaigners see the phantom zone ray as the instrument of torture and your father invented it. So I guess that's why they went after them. Because oh, they're geez. like, ah, yeah. y'all did this. And you're torturous. And now we're going to get you. And they want to free Jaxar. Okay, so Jaxar is a Zod-like character. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, he actually, uh, he did appear in the Superman animated series. 
because they didn't want to use Zod, I guess. So they picked another Kryptonian villain in the uh, Phantom Zone. Nice. Okay. And then, so the doctor's going to take him to see Kara, and he's like, Nurse, can you entertain the child? Um, oh, and they start playing with the toys, like the Nightwing and Flamebird or whatever. They have like, yeah. a scene where they're doing that. This kid is like totally oblivious, too, right? He's like, look, Dad. And he's like, You're he seems a little old toys. for that. Yeah. And, and, and Kal-El's like, look. Sh- We're in a hospital. Yeah. Like, read the room. Yeah, man. Fuck. <laughs> Zero like, social uh, skills. She said it's I sociopath, that's, this kid. That's nice, Van. Yeah. Listen, I got to call your mother. It won't be long. And I call her on this big TV. We got a big TV over here, like so that way when we're talking, everybody can, can you imagine that? Horrible. If you had a FaceTime thing, horrible, and like everybody could see what you were doing. <laughs> I would just like put a piece of paper up over the screen and like try to like cup my hands around the speaker and be like, Can you whisper, please? Yeah. I don't want everyone knowing my oh, business. That would be chaos, horrible. right? God, that would be horrible. It's already horrible, but like it's already it really horrible. <laughs> you know the thing about it is though back, I wish back I could in the destroy 80s, the really, internet. Back in the eighties I really wanted like video phone. I thought that was like the height no. of living in the future. You get video phones, flying cars, jetpacks and hoverboards. But now that we're in the future, the only thing we actually have is video phones. I'm like, no. Nah, if anyone ever tries to video phone me, I'm like why? Why? No. What is the point? I text them and I'm like, what do you need? What's <laughs> what is up? Wrong with What's you? up? Can you regular call me if you have to uh, call me or could you text me <laughs> this information? Can this be summed up in a, in a two-sentence text? Can you take a picture <laughs> of what it is you're trying to show me? What's happening right now? There's no reason for um, anyone to ever video call me. So Cal calls his wife. And he tells her about, like, Kara being attacked by anti-Phantom Zone campaigners with a grudge against the House of L. Have these snazzy headbands. And so he suggests taking the children to uh, her parents in Atomic Town for a while. Atomic Town. Until everything kind of blows over. You live in Atomic Town? Are you (laughs) going to live in Atomic Town, Aubrey? Yeah. Is that where you're you're living there? Hmm. Sounds radioactive. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he says, take Warren and I'll meet you there with Van. She's like, I love you, and I'll see you in Atomic. And then, please deposit two drills for the next five units. Mm. She's like, oh, mm. cow, you cheapo. Um, <laughs> so, but like, so then they go out, and he's basically telling the kid, like, we're getting the fuck out of here, yeah, right? We're gonna, we're gonna right? go see. We're going on a vacation. We're gonna go see your other grandfather, not your crazy grandfather. Maybe that's the issue: is that no, literal. This kid gets zero information, right, from any of the adults in <laughs> Maybe his that's life. Why he's so immature, which is not okay. Yeah. I feel like you need to tell this kid what's going on. There's some great uh, Kryptonian uh, jargon these. in here. Yeah. Listen, I'll yeah. take the floater cross city to the western exit. We can cut through little Vatlow and over the it, Fort Roz Plaza. Yes, Father, that are... justice officer is flashing to us. He's like, ah, oh, you little bastard. <laughs> 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 I guess I got to stop now. Uh, what so, exactly is he's the like, what's going on, officer? And he's like, there's a KKK rally going on yeah. right now. You can't go through here. The old Krypton rally. And they look and like- we, the police officers, are protecting the KKK rally like we always do because we're is, members of the KKK. This is nuts mm-hmm. that uh, they let Alan Moore do this. This is fucking wild. <laughs> Dave Gibbons. Because, I mean, it looks it's like they have... It's literally the KKK. It looks like they have crosses on their... Burning crosses. Yeah, and and it looks like they have crosses on their hats, too, but they're swords. But Oh, yeah. Fuck, oh, they're crosses, man. though. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're burning fucking I mean, crosses. 
they're burning because nobody holds a sword like that. Yeah, <laughs> you chop yourself. I wish they right? would chop themselves. I know. And so the kid again, he's like, "It's a circus parade," and he's like, "Oh, nothing's happening, Van. Everything's no, no, fine." No, 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 no. The kid's like, "Father, what's happening?" And he's uh, like, "That? Oh, that's just like a circus parade. Nothing's happening, Van." Oh, that's why. Again, they're like. Still not telling Oh, nothing's the happening. There's yeah. no such thing as a KKK. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then we cut back over to the fight. Wonder Woman has just got punched through a wall. And Mondo's like, well, you're certainly lasting longer than I anticipate. She's really... You're a female, I think. <laughs> Wouldn't be the Kryptonian's mate by any chance. Just like, good gross. friends. <laughs> and he's like, oh, dear. Is that a neural impactor? Do they still make those? I'd advise trying the plasma disruptor. It's smaller. More of a female's weapon go to hell it's a good panel with this weird like yeah. space age gun that's fun I don't, I don't know that we get to see wonder woman a lot with a big old space age yeah gun. that's I fun like it. i like it's that really cool, no, it's yeah. awesome it looks cool and so wonder woman blasting like he goes bruce that explosion blah 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 <laughs> no <laughs> yeah no etc for sure yeah yeah he's like uh well you know she's found the hall of weapons if we're um, lucky that explosion means diana's found the hall of weapons <laughs> i love that yeah, and he's like, because he's like she can handle herself. Can... It's fine. We got to concentrate on the problem here of of trying right. to get Superman back. Yeah, so I, I think this is interesting because you know Wonder Woman has taken all the battling, and then the the two the two dudes, Batman humans, and Robin, humans, regular humans, they, yeah, they're, are like, this is out of our league. Yeah, they're like, we can't do anything. We need you know to focus I mean? on this. Right, but I, but I think that it it is saying he's. Ellen Moore is weaving into this so much about gender. You know what I mean? How many times has Mongol, through Mongols, brought oh, it up? Oh, sure. You know right, what right, I right. mean? Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but there's a juxtaposition here because the one that has to fight the big monster is the woman. She's the only yeah. one there that would even last one second against him. So, exactly, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think yeah. exactly. it just so happens to be that that's the case. But yeah, yeah, but I mean, well, it happens to be the case because you write it that way. Well, no, he has written it that way. No, you that's know, true. They yeah. could have put Green Lantern in yes. there or they could have put fucking The Flash in there and yes. and and they could be going after Absolutely. Mongo, but he put Wonder Woman exactly. in there for for this reason. Yes. Right? You know what I mean? And for Mongo to even point it out, I think he's pointing it out to us. Right. Well, and then also we got Batman over there and you actually get to see him kind of doing some detective type work, you know, which he's supposed to be pretty good at. Well, and he's also um, like caressing his face. He's like, wake up, buddy. In serious trouble, old friend. You've got to wake up. That's yeah. all, Cal. Just wake up. Yeah. 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 It's good stuff. Very I don't know. Good. I just yeah. think that there's a cool juxtaposition going on there where the, 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 the tough, dark man yeah. is the caring one trying to be the nurse give him flowers and mm-hmm. yes and then the the woman is the one that has to defend and and save everybody from the big monster sure yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i don't know if you can't tell no, those stories I mean, I, in comic I, books I where can agree. you tell yeah, them exactly you know i mean that's what they're for but it's like it's alan moore he's going hey, 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 hey. <laughs> fuck you nerds <laughs> Uh, so Batman says to him, Cal, that's it. That's all you do. Just wake up. And then we cut back into the fantasy land and wake up, Krypton, to the dangers that faces you. Oh, that's what he's, yeah, hearing. Yeah. It's all the 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 speech or whatever, the hate speech that yeah. Jor-El is giving. And he's, like, inciting all these people. He's got, like, his own cops there or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is, he's in full son of Rao, whatever freaking thing, you know? Yeah. He, full KKK costume. And he's like, I once knew Krypton that was noble and unspoiled, where proud towers rose up against the sky. And now today I see that splendor threatened with destruction. All right. 
It's like, oh, a clear cut case of making something up to be upset about and then being upset about the thing you made up. Right. It starts getting pretty hairy, right? Because there's counter protesters. And then so like, I don't know, it starts looking like people are getting taken or I don't know. It starts getting pretty messed up. So like it's like the anti phantom zone people are coming up against the the sort of row people and they're all going to fight. Yeah, so Kala's like, let's get the heck out of here. I like how there's a very clear panel of the cops fighting with the KKK members against the people who are sure. just trying to protest yeah. what's going on here. Yeah. That's nuts. This is <laughs> this is blowing my mind it that, really that is. DC allowed this to happen, you know what I mean? It's like, it's pretty fucking punk, you know what I mean? It's yeah, pretty it's, awesome. Yeah, it's punk rock. It's pretty great. And then, like, you know, Cal's like, let's, Van, let's get out of here. Um, we're going we're to the Candor the Crater. Yeah. He's like, Father, that's Grandfather Jarrell. Why is he shitting about the world ending? Your grandfather's world ended 20 years ago. Let's get out of here. That's a good one. That's a good line. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so applicable for today, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, gosh. He's like, Dad, are we supposed to go that way to get to Grandfather Lee? Laura? Uh, L- 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 I don't know what his fucking name The is. other grandfather. Yeah. The, the... He's all like, He's like, no, I'm a little upset. We're gonna go to Candor Crater so we can, uh, so we can think. Well, we get all shrunk up, and he's like, no, that happened a long time ago. And so, what they're referring to is Brainiac showed up to Krypton and yeah. shrank the city of Candor. Yeah. Oh, and, and so, so the now crater it's a crater. Is crater. Left. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. So even in his fantasy, his life is miserable. Everyone's life is miserable. Miserable things are happening. Everything's horrible. Okay, got it. But his home world um, survived. Maybe that's what it is. His home world survived, yeah. but it's yes, like, yeah, yeah, it's tainted by... It's a monkey's paw thing or whatever, right? Is that what it's supposed to uh, be, though? I, I thought know. it was supposed to be like, everything's awesome. Or is well, it I that... Think it, we determined this earlier and I forgot, but it's like you've, you're presented with a problem and then you're able to solve it, I guess. And maybe, so the fantasy is maybe. you're so enamored with this conflict and how to solve this conflict that you... You're just kind of enmeshed in this whole like plot line that you've devised, your brain has devised for itself that you don't wake up from this state, this mental state, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. Well, it, it's interesting though because like he starts to talk to Van and Van's like scared and he's like, you know, he's like, I don't know. I think I'm going mad. But he's just like, Van, I know this won't make any sense. You're my son. I was there when you, your birth and I will always love you, but, but I don't think you're real. Yeah. <laughs> This kid's just like, uh, yeah. what the fuck? I'm the, and mm-hmm. I get real, like, Watchmen vibes from this whole page. I mean, you think about it, it's it's the yeah. Watchmen, it's Dave Gibbons and Alan Moore, you yeah. know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. the facial expressions and everything, it's so cool to see our heroes, like, kind of put into yeah. this world and into these situations. Yeah. Then we cut back over to uh, the Fortress of Solitude. And I actually like it where the panels start doing this thing. You've got one on the left side you have... You know, reality on the right side, oh, you yeah. have it's starting to break up. Uh, right. the fantasy. And it's just like you can see Batman's getting the, the plant off of him. And as he's doing it, like, you know, he's like, Dad, you're talking funny and everything's going in. It's just like and he gets it, the, the thing about to pull off and he's like, Van. And then, bam, well, and the plant no, is off. There's no more um, scenery or anything it's just swirling oh, yeah. colors right, and yeah. wind and swirliness all of it is like coming apart yeah um i think this is interesting too so robin gets the big gauntlets too he's like hey you might want to use these right to handle but it bruce doesn't use them yeah and it gets it gets bruce he goes forget the gauntlets i'm batman <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as it attaches itself to batman all of a sudden we've got a new storyline we're yeah. in the dark and familiar streets of gotham 
oh, how many times mm-hmm. have we fucking seen this? But the gunman oh, but misses, and Thomas Wayne takes the gun away from him with no trouble at all. So that we, the reader obviously knows what's going on. It's like he's in this little fantasy right. world. But when it, yeah. when it gets on Batman, Robin is like, oh, no, Bruce, don't let it get a hold of you. And he's like, and I felt that, too, because it's like, fuck, you know what I mean? If yeah. we couldn't get yeah. it off Superman, like, how the fuck are we going to get it off you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're just a regular guy, just like Aubrey was saying earlier, you know? Right. Like, it's probably much more right. severe. So, I don't know. It, it it takes a turn. It's like, well, at least on Superman, you know he's probably going to be all right. He'll be all right, yeah. You know what I mean? But when it gets on Batman, it's like, I do feel a little bit yeah. of that. oh, no, that sucks. <laughs> It gets a yeah, situation. Like, you feel like the situation is improving, and it quickly becomes worse than it yeah, was in the first place. It's right. much worse. But then, like, um, Robin's like, "I can't handle this, Bruce. Wake up, please, please wake up. I don't know if your human body can stand contact with this junk. If it didn't do any harm to Superman, and then Superman's standing there, who did this to me? Oh man, the colors and everything. So it's so scary. dynamic, and like, oh. you would think, you know." What I would what I would think you would see in a panel like this is all black and just the red eyes. You know what I mean? That's how they oh, typically sure. do yeah. angry Superman. Oh, yeah. Like, that's how they do it nowadays. Yeah. But uh, who's doing the colors? Brother? Tony Zuko. Tony Zuko and Dave Gibbons are doing something yeah. incredible here that is incredibly ominous, but in a totally different way. Wow. Really awesome. It's so good. And he's like, who did this to me? Like, I don't know. A, a big yellow guy. He said they're hurting Wonder Woman. Superman, you, are you okay? You look sort of Mongol. And then he's, I love this yeah, when he screams the way Mongol that he yells right here. Mongol. Yeah, the letters. Or Robin is just like completely. I know, Robin's like, what the fuck? I'm trying to help. <laughs> and My he's, ears. He's, but he's holding his ears and he's literally like blown yeah. <laughs> over by the way that Superman is yelling Mongol. And like even the like way that the letters are bowed out. Like that, it's an incredible panel, and it's. But I'm just like, fuck. What is when you a, see Robin, you're yeah. just like, oh shit, that what man has a, no eardrums anymore. What is the Simpsons line where he's like, oh crap, my ears or whatever? What my is freaking it? ears. My freaking ears. <laughs> oh my freaking. Oh my freaking ears. Oh my freaking ears. Yeah, I love that one. That's what it is. I like that this this scene began with Robin saying. Oh no, I can't handle this. Yes. <laughs> I can't yeah. handle this. Yes. Like he can't. He's he's so unequipped for all of this. Well, it feels and so and, bad and for he's him. us. Yes, he's us. You know us, what yes. I mean? He's us in yeah. the story, you know what I mean? And so I I, I like that too. It, it's another way that Alan Moore is kind of like yeah. um making it yeah. more visceral is like he's us. Like we're like what the f-? I don't know. We're feeling whatever Robin's feeling. And these two pages exactly. here are some of the best depictions of Superman's super speed that I think I've ever oh, seen in he... comics. Yeah. Yes. Really? I mean, well, there's when he's another... like Superman, wait, and that kind of, yeah. when he fooshes up. There's another really impressive one later, yeah. too, that I really like. The Both well, the art and the writing are very good indicators of the super speed, which is so hard to do, I feel. And yeah. so I was really impressed yeah. with these two pages here. Well, I like how, like, you know, he describes as, like, Mongol, like, he hears a voice like Armageddon shouting his name, and he starts to turn. He knows that he has perhaps less than half a second to which to defend himself. You know, he reaches for his armor, blah, 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 and he knows it's far too late, and he's right. fucking slammed in the back. But then we go back to the dual panel thing. Yeah. Well, and where... an indicator of how quickly this is happening is he's got Wonder Woman, and then he's, like, dropping her. And then the fact that she's not even out of the frame. Before she hits yes. the ground, Superman is already on. Yeah, him. like his, yeah. And so it's just the way that it's drawn and the the way that it's written 
And so, like you were saying, Aubrey, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, like that you're no, back no, you're to fine, the double, right. like what's happening simultaneously with Robin as this is going on. Oh, it's so good. And yeah. It yeah. really like, picks Robin's up. Like, it's like, fuck, it really starts moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? The comic is like, the yeah. art and everything is has built so much momentum that now you can read two stories at once. You know what I mean? The rock yeah. of the far wall seems to ripple outward in a sudden cascade of power and a 400 mile an hour wind slams into him like a steam hammer as big as the world and he knows he is far too late. He can't even reach for a weapon. He can't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Like this is yeah. all happening at the same time. It's incredible. And so, yeah, so like you were saying, Aubrey, Robin is... At the same time, trying to help Batman here by doing what? What's he doing? He put the gauntlets on and pulled the plants off, the Black Mercy off Batman. He's getting some and, big old uh, gloves on. He's all like, and Superman's like, get up, you vermin. Do you even understand what you did to me? And he's like, Ugh. he turns around and smacks him perfectly. I like um, when Robin runs off with the Black Mercy. <laughs> I think of that raccoon that steals the cat food. Have you ever seen that video? <laughs> The raccoon comes and he steals the cat food and Aww. then he runs off. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that anyway. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> but there's he a point. He scoops it up in his little hands and yeah. he walks away like a man. But there's a point when after he takes it off, there's Robin stops for a second and looks at Batman like, fuck. What am I supposed to fucking do? But he's like, is he all right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is he going to yeah. be But he's got to get the thing away. He's got to get the thing away. But for a second, he's like, well, fuck. Someone needs to help Batman yeah. too. You know what right? I mean? I, I he like, can't yeah. handle this. There's, there's so much in the story. There's so much of the art that's doing the storytelling as well, oh yeah absolutely I mean? for sure you know it turns the page and we see okay so after he says perfectly and he smacks him he you see him flying off and then the next page you see him flying up through the up through a floor the floor yeah, yeah. to another room He's, and he says like i fashioned a prison that you could not leave without giving up your heart's desire escaping must have been like tearing off your own arm and now i'm going to kill you anyway happy birthday kryptonian i give you oblivion and superman just and says burn and then we get the red eyes here. There, is, oh, yeah, there, there they are. There we get the red eyes. And we yeah. get the big. They saved mm -hmm. it. Yeah, they saved it for this. So he's in like the menagerie, right? Or the something menagerie, like that. In, 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 yeah. In, in the Fortress of Solitude, where he's got all the different memes. He's stuff. got an owl bear in there. Oh, is that an owl bear? That's an owl bear. That's a D and D reference, right? Hey, yeah. good job, Danielle. He's got all the memes. Oh, that's pretty cool. In there. Yeah. And then we see Robin. He's like, "How the hell am I supposed to get up there?" <laughs> Aww. But then he thinks about it. He takes and wraps the Black Mercy up in. He shoves it in the gauntlet, then he wraps it in his cape, and then he uses his battering to get up to the, the floor. Yeah, pretty smart. Good I job, mean, buddy. You know, yeah, I, I like all that. Very cool. Meanwhile, Wonder Woman's just knocked out right there. You know yeah. what I mean? She's just like, man. Cuts back to Mongol, and he's like, You insufferable little speck. You hurt me. You hurt me. You should have stayed in whatever happy fantasy the Black Mercy granted you. Bah, 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 bah. There's some great action beats here. Becoming really overexcited. I, I like the description of all the little weird memes and aliens. Um, their enclosure shattered. A cloud of terrified neon moths boils beneath the distant ceiling, shrieking with human voices. Becoming overexcited, three sentient puddles from Minroud 4 evaporate completely, leaving the faint odor of gasoline. Yeah, it'll, they'll uh, they'll reconstitute into puddles later when they're finished being scared, I'm sure. They're both indestructible, each damage the others, but both irresistible, each finds themselves thwarted. Surrender is not a possibility. In the chamber of archives, a machine with a brain made of light is counting distant pulsars. Alan Moore, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking That's about? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now they crash through the f lower levels of the of the yeah. fortress. Of the, again. And yeah. Robin's running into the menagerie yeah. upstairs like, Superman? He's like, oh, man, I missed him. Okay, he's all like, 
Hey, Superman. Oh, no. After I worked so hard to get up here. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like that. And then, like, Superman actually, you know, he's going at him, and then all of a sudden he hesitates when he sees the statue of Krypton. And he's all like, you hesitated. I thought you were about to kill me. How stupid of you to hesitate like that. Not a mistake that I'll make, I assure but you. But then he does. He does. Like, uh, does. Ex excuse me, but I think this is yours. <laughs> Almost intelligent, Almost huh? intelligent, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's what he said about him earlier, right? Yeah. 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 Good callback. Yeah, I like that's that. good. And he, I love this once the Black Mercy lands on Mongol and starts wrapping around him. And then he goes back to the two panels, but his fantasy world is all wrapped in black. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, like, this is the first time that we really see him, like, get scared. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I right. like that. Whenever, yeah. like, a character is just like, Ugh, so and then there's always a part at the end of the movie or whatever where you finally see them, like, get scared freak of out, something yeah. or freak yeah. out. And, like, that's always a very satisfying moment. And yeah, now you're scared. For me, this panel where he's like, ah, and it's yeah. wrapping around him. Like, Dave Gibbons did a good job of giving us that satisfying. That horror, that sense exactly. of, like, oh, shit. Yes. You know what I mean, now it's going to get you. Now the turntables are turned. <laughs> I think it's but, interesting the parallels here, like when it's dropping on, like Robin's dropping it on him from above, and in his fantasy, he swats the thing aside, reducing the boy to oh, ash yeah. with the twitch of his circuits, and yeah. so it Robin just keeps is going immediately, turning into a skeleton. Like I think that's amazing because cool. he never, to him, he doesn't perceive that anything has changed. Yeah. The story just keeps going, oh, it's but it's scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to like, but that's what makes it scary to the reader. That's what yeah. sells it because to us, we think about like. That could be happening right now. Exactly. You know, like, you know so, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's interesting. You know, the the next time something really good happens to you, like, you know what I mean? Like, you might be like, oh, maybe this is just. Well, as we've seen, on me. it's not all good. It's Some of the good. fantasies yeah, still yeah. have lots of conflict because if that's what it takes to keep. So, like, we've seen. I'm freaking out, man. Maybe it's on me right now. We've dude. seen into Superman's heart of hearts. He still wants to be resolving conflict no matter what shape that takes yeah so that's interesting yeah. so but this guy's fantasies is just to murder everyone forever i guess yeah because it because it's like after he like blasts robin he rips the kryptonian's head from his shoulder gross and then he puts it on a spike and carries it out as his hideous standard his hideous standard right but at the same but time, the they're saying it's over. Yeah, he's falling on yeah. the ground and yeah. he's just like not moving or blinking or anything and everyone's just like okay and then, like, we, later on, we was like, you know, I love it how he's just propped up on the side of the yeah. wall. <laughs> they just go, let's just like, put this thing over like here. Like a surfboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just put he's this like, thing out of the way over here. Get ourselves together. Let's bandage up Batman. He's all bandaged up. And then um, Batman's all like, I'm a little shaky. I was married to Kathy Kane. We had a teenage daughter. Kathy Kane was the Batwoman of the Golden Age. Right. Or Silver Age. So, Silver uh, Age. I, I think another thing that's interesting about all of this is, you know, and uh, I can't take total credit for this because I, I was checking out uh, Sequential Scholars on Twitter. Um, mm -hmm. Interestingly, they just did a, a series of, of tweets about this comic. And they look, they come at it from a very scholarly, okay, um, cool. uh, literary point of so view. So not what we're doing. Not what we're yeah. doing. 
But one, but uh, one, one thing that they pointed out that I thought was super interesting was well, everything they pointed out was super interesting. Okay, and and, and way more. Uh, so explained. we should go read that. We should go read that. Okay, uh, I'll link in the show notes. Excellent. But, um, Good. One thing that they point out that I I really kind of grasped onto was this moment where Batman says that he was married to Kathy Kane and they had a daughter, and Superman's uh when it and Superman's heart desire or whatever he was married and he had kids too. In their actual realities, they're with Lois Lane and Catwoman, who are both independent, not really that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. You know, his his wife in the in the fantasy was like a little like homemaker type retired of retired from you her know career. what I mean, oh, retired from yeah. her career. But Lois is the you know Lois is the go getter, and you can't stop oh, yeah. me, and I'm the end of, and and so is Catwoman. Yeah, you know what I mean. But in their heart's they, desire. Right. They are settled down and have kids, and they're not with these kind of independent people. Does that mean you know what I mean? I don't know. I just thought that that was yeah. interesting. That would that's interesting to put them in there, in that 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 would be their heart's desire compared to what their actual reality is. You know what I mean? In the comics, I feel like as soon as they got that kind of relationship, they would immediately be bored. Right. And like, actually, I've made a mistake <laughs> because there's no fucking way Batman well, and, and would we ever pee. And, and, and I guess we didn't see the completion of either of those stories. Right. You know what I right. mean? Like, but that all stems from them being completely different fucking people. Yeah. Because. Yeah. And I feel like this is very important to point out. Krypton wasn't exploded in Superman's little fantasy. So right. he had no reason to become Superman at all. And so his circumstances Batman's... were completely fucking different. Batman never became Batman yeah, because his right. parents were not killed, which is the crux uh, of his fucking character so... as a person. So his parents are fucking dead. He's Batman. Of course he's got to be with Selina. He can't be with anyone else yeah, because yeah. or any other type of person, I suppose, because yeah. it's like... Now yeah. he's that person. Now it's, but if it's, he was a completely different person, sure, he would be with a different person. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to change someone's life entirely and change their whole personality and their entire brain chemistry, then yeah, sure. Okay. okay. But I mean, yeah, I guess you could say the same about any of us. If I, if my life were completely fucking different yeah. and none of the stuff that happened to me happened to me and a different set of things happened to me. Yeah, I'd have a different life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, what is that saying? That's not saying anything. I don't know. It I just says thought, nothing. I just think it's interesting. Uh, That's not their heart's desire. Well, their heart's desire is to have, their, A, their planet not blown up, and B, their parents not dead. Sure, What sure. happens after that is a different timeline, quote unquote. I see. Okay. So, yeah, okay. those those things did happen, so they're different people. So, yeah, they're they're with these women that are the way that they are because I feel like they are the way that they are. They're, they have a new, different personality than well, this other timeline that we're talking about. Well, I mean, and I guess another thing that we're talking about is trauma, right? And their trauma changed them. You yeah, know what I mean? Having your having your planet blow up and be the last survivor yeah. has got to be a traumatic thing. And then having your parents code in front of you obviously would be very traumatic. And you've so. got examples of, of people who are surviving and thriving yeah. despite anything like that. And maybe they're leading these men by example, by sure. saying, hey, you can still... You know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Have a, yeah. a relationship with me and still do whatever it is you're doing, being a superhero and putting on a cape and whatever. Right. And I feel like this is um, it's a different set of circumstances. Sure, it's sure. a completely different thing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. though. good. I I uh, I appreciate that. That's some good insight. Um, I like uh, then Robin says, Mongo looks like he's having a pretty good time. Uh, what are you gonna do with him, Superman? He's like, oh, um, I'm gonna put him somewhere secure. Have you ever noticed that black hole as you come in on the western spiral arm of the galaxy? 
Uh, no, I can't say that I have. <laughs> it's quite large. I think I'll drop him into it. Face, the face <laughs> that he's fuck? making. <laughs> <laughs> look at the look on his face. It's good. I like how Wonder Woman is immediately like, oh, hey, um, so can we do birthday presents? Now? Yeah, I know. <laughs> can we do presents now? Can we do presents she, she's now? She's all excited. Presents, she rips the wrapping presents. off herself. She's so psyched. She's like, she gives him an exact duplicate of the Bottle City of Candor to replace the real one, which was enlarged. The Paradise Island Jim Smiths made it. You need x-ray and microscopic vision to really appreciate it. Oh, She's like, that's sweet. Oh, As he's saying that, he's like, that's just, and he zips away super fast. Again, another great example of the super speed. I agree. This is an excellent page. It really does a great job. And I love how, because it's like, this this is for the man who has everything. And she's like, I'm not going to tell it, tell you what he needs to spoil the surprise. And she's hoping he doesn't have this. And he has. And uh, already has a replica of the Bottle City of Candor. Yes, he has one, and so Cute. he goes and he puts it in the closet, and then, yeah. That's so sweet. That's so Superman. Don't you think? He's oh, so, yeah, so totally. a sweet man. Like, he's just so polite and cute. And I love the two panels on the very top and very bottom of him taking off and then landing and, and then coming, coming back, back with a big smile on his face. What and a champ. It, mm-hmm. And he does it within nobody perceives nobody it. Nobody perceives it. Right? Because he's, yeah. he's saying just in yeah. both of them. So mm-hmm. it's happening. Ah! So cute! I love this. It's the, so good. The, the, yeah. This is one of those things where it's like only it's comics can do this. Only comics. You know what I mean? Can depict yeah. something like this, you know? And like she's fast but she's not that fast. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Right. He's like, just what I've always wanted. Cute. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then oh, she gives yeah. him a hug. Little oh, hug, little kiss on the cheek. Like, yeah, yeah kiss. she kisses him. That's and, cute. And he's like, oh, mm, why don't, why we, don't, do don't we do that more, more often? I don't like, know. Too like, predictable? You're, <laughs> you're probably, probably right. right. And there you go. I mean, and that's another thing. Alan is Moore. like, you know, uh, that is too predictable. And that would be boring. Nobody would buy, you know what I mean? Like, Didn't they do that, though? Did they do that? I think they did. I think uh, oh, in the new Frank Miller did uh, it, and then also oh, uh, Jim oh, yeah. Lee. Uh, didn't Jim Lee do Jim, something? And then they had a bunch of covers where it was like them making out. Yeah, in the that's of the, the one that I'm thinking of. That's yeah, the Jim that was Lee in one. the that was in the new Fifty Two Justice League. I don't think it would be boring. I think that there are ways to do that that's not boring. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. Uh, but I do like that line. Too predictable. That's really fun. It's cute. It's a cute line from a writer's perspective. I yeah. appreciate it from that angle. I yeah. think that's funny. Like that's a good little inside joke there. A little wink towards the camera. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. Or hang a lantern on it. Yeah, they're hanging a lantern on it. That's what they're doing. Batman says we we got you this rose, uh, but it got stepped on and Aww, instead. Oh, it got stepped on. He's like, well, perhaps it's for the best. Come on, does somebody want to make coffee while I clean the place up? <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that he enjoys a nice beverage. Oh, yeah. Some coffee sounds good, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think oh, that yeah. that's cute. Is like, I want to see that. I want to see Aww. Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and, and and Robin all sitting around having some coffee. Having some. And doing what? Looking at the bottle. Coffee. Looking at that bottle city that Wonder yeah. Woman got. Superman. Having some tea. Yeah. Oh, that Superman would be a great describes yeah. all the things that he sees <laughs> when he's looking at it. But the epilogue is not that adorable scene. It is something else. What is it's it, Aubrey? Mong- Mo- it's Mongol in his fantasy. He is basically the scourge of the universe. He's like an insatiable virus. He sweeps out across the universe, and his enemies are dust beneath his feet. Suns shudder at his coming. The great power of the cosmos kneels before him and his kisses his fingertips. And then he goes talking about the war world, blah, blah, the stars run red, blah, blah, blah. He is content. He is content. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end. Yeah. I love this uh, last panel with Superman um, 
Do you, do you have this page? Uh, I don't know. Are you looking at it on the same one that I'm looking at, Aubrey? I'm, I'm looking at it on the DC Infinity, Infinity thing. Oh, okay. Uh, do you have a splash page of Superman at the end? Nope. Just got Mongol's face. Oh, okay. In the uh, in the one that we have, uh, I'm looking at it from... Um, it's a collection. Let me see. I bought this on Comixology. It's, it's called, a big key. It's called Superman, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow. And there's a big splash page of Superman standing in front of the Fortress of Solitude with the big key. I love it. And it's pretty oh, epic. Cool. He can, I mean, only he can pick up the key yeah. and lift it. It's an awesome well, image. And it's like just that awesome Dave Gibbons superhero style. Um, I actually want to go back and read all of these. I, I haven't read any of this stuff. Um, so I'm definitely missing out on some Superman. And like this other stuff oh, is... Oh, uh, I have seen this image before. It's um, cool. This other stuff in here is Alan Moore and George Perez. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. So that would wow. be really cool to check out. Uh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, so we need to come back and have some more Superman sure. talk yeah, I'll do that. on a future I, episode. I had a, um, I have a trade. It's like the Alan Moore stories of DC, but I can't find it. And that's where I first read the com- this comic that's was in that, in that one. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but this was a great story. I'd never read it before. Good and job, I, Aubrey. And I haven't seen the cartoon either. So Good this job, was Bree. like oh, totally enjoy it. it was totally yeah, new to me and I, I really enjoyed it. I really loved the art. I really loved the writing and uh it was just I felt like I was reading Watchmen or something like fun. that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, 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 you you really see what comics can be when you give it to somebody who really who knows how to shit. who really knows how to use a medium and is smart and is clever and is doing some you know and also also yeah. faithful to the thing and like and the team clearly believes in one another yeah you know yeah. and oh it, yeah it, it, it was just and, and i loved that we had um batman robin and wonder woman for some reason like <laughs> yes. i mean because you got the trinity in there but you also got robin in there as like kind of like the comic oh, relief no. oh What's happening, Batman? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I loved all that. That was a great, uh, like, uh, oh, yeah. You had all the flavors in all there. All the flavors. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. had all the flavors in there. And, like, and then you, and ripped you from like, the headlines as well. Yeah. <sighs> Shit. I mean, it's just like ripped from today's headlines. It's like fucking insane to think yeah. about that. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, I've always liked this story. I, I guess, I, like I said, the first time I saw it was in the Justice League Unlimited. It's like, right. Episode two of Justice League Unlimited. So Justice League Unlimited season one, episode two. I think that's where I saw it. And then I saw the comic and I was like, have I read this before? But no, I saw the cartoon. I guess we could talk about this next week. But like there are some differences between the cartoon and this. Yes. Particularly on Krypton. Oh, that I think. Oh, and Robin is not in it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We should talk about it. We can come back and yeah. talk about that next week. We'll come back yeah. and talk about it again. Very cool. Awesome. Well, great job, Aubrey. Um, well, I love you. I love some Superman. And like I needed something like this to get back into the feel of Superman. Because I want to read some more Superman comics. Yes. Um, you know, when we were talking about like what Superman stuff, I felt a little deficient on my Superman knowledge and stuff like that. Oh, you know what we didn't mention? I always liked Metallo. I always thought he was oh, a yeah. cool villain. I like his look. I like the idea yeah. that he's got all the different uh, kryptonites. Um, he's mm. one. Of, he's probably one of my favorite. I would love to see them do something with him in like a movie or something like that. Man, um, that, I would that love would to be see. Cool. Yeah, that I, would be that would be cool. I, I felt I felt a little deficient on my Superman knowledge, so I, I definitely need to read some more Superman. I'm definitely going to read some of this Alan Moore stuff, and uh, yeah, listeners, let us know if any other recommendations that you have. Awesome. That was a super show, guys. Oh, yeah. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things.
All right, everybody. That was Superman for the man who has everything. I want to know what you thought about it. Have you read it before? Have you seen the cartoon? Have you only seen the cartoon and not read the comic? Or have you only read the comic and not seen the cartoon? Send us a Hey You Damn Guys and let us know. Also, let us know what your favorite Superman stories are. You can send us a Hey You Damn Guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. And as always, you can always find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook about section, and our link trees on instagram and twitter as always a special thank you to paul from got han for the listener theme thank you paul thank you thank you uh to only beast for the uh for the theme music you're welcome let's see uh thank uh thank you listeners for always tuning in and while you're there listening why don't you open up that app and give us that five star review you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from i did that backwards but whatever you get it and if you're enjoying tell a friend have them join the book club everybody everybody's welcome to join the book club do it <laughs> Next week, we're going back to the Baltimore and reading the real book, and we're reading the section, The Savior's Tale, Benedictus. So you guys know what to do. Dust off them books at your libraries or open up that Audible app and uh, listen to it on the audiobook or the Hoopla app or wherever you get your audiobooks from. I'm, I don't know. Uh, and join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm an exact duplicate of the bottle city of Candor to replace the real one, which was enlarged. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Aubrey Lovelace saying, think good thoughts, chum. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one.